0: This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, I'm joined by my buddy Greg, and we go through our top ten essential thrash metal albums. It's a headbanging good time. Check it out. Well, Greg,
1: welcome to the '80s Thrash Metal Cast. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm 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 pumped for this. This is another great topic. It's awesome, man. I'm excited.
0: You know, it's funny because when you have a podcast that's called the '80s Glam Metal Cast. And then, or even like a Twitter account that's named that, and you post something that's not glam, you know, like thrash or whatever, uh-huh. everybody will come at me and be like, that's not glam, that's not glam. But you know what, man? I like all kinds of metal. You know what I mean? I look at it like this way. If it's from the 80s, it can be on my channel. If it's metal, it can be on my channel. If it's glam, it can be on my channel. So if it hits any of those markers, uh, it's fair game. And uh, tonight, man, these are going to hit a few of those markers for sure.
1: Yeah, I was saying just because you're – your show is named glam metal doesn't mean you don't like everything else you know exactly
0: no you try to tell people that but you know they don't get it
1: <laughs> yeah i know i i was on one of the social media sites the other day and i said i wish metal would just fall under one genre like instead of all these sub genres i can't keep up with it all anymore
0: oh i agree 100 percent, man it you know, at, at the end of the day, it, it's just metal and it's just good music. That's all. That's all we need to know.
1: Agree. Agree.
0: Well, tonight we're going to talk about the essential thrash metal albums. Uh, we're going to go for a lot of the the big names uh, in, in the genre. And at least for me, man, you know when this really peaked for me was probably like late '80s, early '90s, because mm-hmm. like Headbangers Ball really embraced a lot of this stuff because. Headbanger's Ball was running out of videos to play. There wasn't enough Judas Priest and Poison and all that kind of stuff to to play. So you get into the later hours, man, and and Anthrax is popping up, Overkill. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's how this stuff kind of really took off, you know, because all the kids were seeing it. They were loving it. I mean, it's heavy stuff, great musicians. It was just a a winning combination.
1: Yeah, and, and for me and you yourself growing up in the New York area, For me, listening to a Jersey radio station called WSOU, which was a college radio station, introduced me to a ton of these bands.
0: Awesome, man. Well, without hesitation, let's hear what your number 10 is.
1: All right, Mike. Well, let me tell you one thing. I stayed away from, whether it's fair or not, I stayed away from the big four. I think everyone knows enough of the big four and i'm sure people are gonna know these bands too good order right we're just throwing them out there good man yeah good what,
0: whatever you want to do man okay. just give, give me one so
1: <laughs> yep i'm doing an alphabetical order so an essential album i think every thrash metal head should have is death angel act three Excellent album. One of my favorites from the band, if not my favorite. So, Death Angel Act 3 is a must for any thrash metalhead.
0: Well, you're not going to believe this, but my number 10 (laughs) is also Death Angel Act 3, man. Yeah! Nice! So, dude, let's talk about this one a little bit. Uh, Okay. It's it's just so varied. I don't think there Mm -hmm. was any other band... That was doing this variation of music I mean you start off with a Seemingly Endless Time Which is a pretty straight ahead You know thrash heavy song But then you get into like This acoustic stuff Like Veil of Deception And Room
1: with a View Oh dude
0: I feel like with this album they're kind of like ahead of their time with even like with Alice and chains i felt like they were beating these guys to the punch with this kind of music what do you think
1: yeah and how about the groovy sound and stagnant you know yeah. who would have ever thought like listening to that you know yeah no i i agree with you and to be honest with you mike my two favorite songs on here is "Veil of deception and a room with a view yeah yeah, man. I just love those songs, you know. Yep,
0: yeah, me too, man. And uh, you made a great point when you get to some of those other songs, like even the organization and stuff. A lot mm-hmm. of that stuff is funky, you know. So it was Disturbing there. Starting the peace. Yeah, bring it in like some of that Chili Peppers vibe or whatever. So, yep. so these guys, you know, I, you know, probably what killed them at this moment to make it really big is probably just the name of the band. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because people probably were thinking heavier and harder and you know nastier. You know.
0: And, you know, as I did my research for this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like they kind of broke up not too long after this. You know, with the changes in music, they didn't do anything for a long time, which is sad because this would have been a great springboard to whatever was next, you know?
1: Yeah, if I remember right, Mike, this came out in 90, yep. and I think by 91 they've already split for, you know, I forgot how many years before they uh, regrouped again. Terrible, yep. terrible. yep.
0: All right, man, well, I think that was great. Um, and the only thing I want to mention, too, is the singer, Mark. He's got a great mm-hmm. voice, and he kind of reminds me a little bit, like, his vibe is, is similar to, like, a Joey Belladonna. Like, it's more of a, a clear voice. It's not really distorted and, you know, growling and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So he kind of had that more of a, 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 you know, clear, wasn't, you know, with all that rasp and everything. So mm-hmm. very interesting sound, interesting voice. And one thing, Greg, I want to say as we get going here. I think you know all the players are really important in a thrash band, but I think the vocalist it's like make or break. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have that cool, interesting character on lead vocals, I don't think you've got anything.
1: No, you're probably hundred percent right, and we could even we could even take that the next step away from thrash, but we'll stick with thrash for now. Think about it: Anthrax first album, first singer; second album, new singer. Exodus did the same. Dream Theater did the same, Uh, Symphony X did the same, you know, so if that singer is not clicking or people aren't feeling that singer, especially even if the musicianship is there, that singer has no shot. And you were saying something about uh, more comparing him to Joey Belladonna. When Joey tried out for Anthrax, that wasn't even his scene. And he says that he was more of. A straight up rock and roll kind of yep. a guy, you yep. know? And he's touring right now. I don't know if you know this, but he's touring right now with another band and they do a lot of journey stuff. Yes, I see that. Yep. So, so that shows you where his roots are. Yeah. I always thought he was a phenomenal singer. Not to take anything away from John Bush, who's incredible, but they're two different styles. Like yeah. Bush has that graveliness, yep. but Joey could hold his own and he could sing. Anyway, Mike, my number two on the list, again, this is going in alphabetical order is a must. I'm sure everyone has this, and it's no big surprise. It's the wow. 1985 release from Exodus, Bonded by Blood. Nice. Nice. This was just a great album. Like Again, this is another album for me. There's not a bad track off of you. Bonded by Blood, Exodus, Piranha strike of the beast and then there were none a lesson in violence metal command i could go on this is my next essential thrash album that everybody needs in their collection
0: you know with exodus i don't know they kind of i remember them being around and, and seeing some of their videos wasn't toxic waltz that was what theirs right? yes yeah so yes. but i don't know never never connected with them back in the day i, I should definitely go back though
1: and check out some of their stuff and, and see how it feels today yeah definitely you're gonna get this divide in the X ex- and I guess it's with all groups a lot of people like the singer who came and I forgot his name off the top of my head Bad Bad Me um, who replaced Zosa after a while but yep. I always liked uh, Z- uh, Zetro's voice I really did it was this gravelly nothing fancy nothing great I know a lot of people say now he sounds like the cookie monster but <laughs> I, I-, I dig Exorcist and Paul Balloff was the right fit for this album he was just you know, he was amazing. His, his his stage presence and everything. So, number two for me was Exodus, bonded by blood.
0: Okay. So for me, I, I, it's funny now, and we're gonna keep going. But you're going one down, and I'm and I'm going backwards. I'm going, I'm going to ten, nine, eight. So that's okay. It's all good, man.
1: Okay, yeah. I, Mike, I apologize. I thought it was just any ten. I didn't know you wanted them in an order. So no, I just did it in alphabetical order. No,
0: I love it that it's it's actually in a different kind of an order. There, there is, okay. there is this is this is thrash. This is metal. There is no order. There's no rule. Okay, there you go. There you go. All right. Go. All right. All right. So so for me, go. this would be my. Number nine. Alice isn't frightening.
1: Alice, aren't you scared? Alice isn't it wonderful? Living life free. I got uh
0: I got Annihilator. Allison Hell. I, I mean, this for me, when I first heard this in 89, I was still kind of, it was early in my thrash days, and, and this was, was pretty uh, intense, you know. I think at the end of the day, looking back, you know, maybe not the most original band, you know, they mm-hmm. definitely took some, you know, tips from Metallica, I think. But, uh, you know, he definitely took it to a different level, even with something like, you know, he starts off the album with Crystal Ann, and and uh, mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's almost like Ingve-ish, you know, with the yes, everything yes. that's going on. And it was probably sounded better than any of the times when when Metallica did something like that. And I don't care, man. The best song on the album is Alice in Hell," and yes, it, I agree. It, it's just like I don't know. I feel like I wish there was more songs like that on the album. You know, it's like a, it's like your epic story track. And I feel like Randy Rampage's voice is the best on this song. Mm. Like he really goes up high and he does the screams. It's like the most unique song. And another thing I, I would say about these guys that makes them different is, um, you know, obviously the riffs and the way the bass follows the riffs. You know, I, okay. I feel like the bass playing really stood out, and everything's really clear. Like, you don't hear a lot of effects, so, like, everything sounds pretty okay. crisp, but... Just
1: straight up, straight up,
0: Yeah, right? like, I don't feel like it's, you know, I'll get to some other albums, I feel like, where there was maybe too much effects on them, but, but this isn't the case. Randy Rampage is, is interesting. I think he was, like, a punk guy or something before he got into to Annihilator, uh, and his voice is really nasty on a lot of these songs, you know, like, uh, Human Insecticide, and... And, and schizos are never alone a lot of cool stuff but um and i think what where we talk about singers this is one of those bands where there's like a i think there's a different singer almost on every album i know after, after the next one never never Land, has a different singer and mm-hmm. i think sometimes greg that kind of hurts a project because uh at the end of the day like it's just who's driving the band so it's jeff waters the guitar player mm-hmm. and you know there's not a lot of consistency when it comes to the vocal. So every album has a little bit of a different vibe, uh maybe a different lyric writer, different, you know, singer obviously. So yeah, I yeah. think that's probably something that hurts um uh, annihilator in, in my opinion. But uh those first two, man, you know, it was a kind of a toss up, but I I got to go with the one I heard first. Yeah, Allison Hell.
1: Yeah. So Mike, I had when you told me about this that we were going to do this, I put my list together and i knew right away i didn't want to do any big four. Yep. They were they were the, one of the 10, but as the days went on, i started to move them out of it. But yep. correct me if i'm wrong is uh oh my god i forgot it's uh burns like a buzzard bleeds something like the oh, yeah. that, that's like on a, that, a, that album. One. Yeah, that's yeah. a good song. Yeah. That is a great song. Yep. Yeah. I don't have the album in front of me, but i do own it, but i don't have it in front of me. Yep. And they were they were one of my top 10, but like i said as I kept looking at my collection and say, oh, this one, this one, this yep. one, I had to take them out. So I took them out, but we'll keep going. I'm going to go on to, is this my third one? This right, three. This is my third? Yeah, this be three. Okay. So number three was a band that uh, I believe formed in 81, maybe, I think 81, but I'm not sure. I might be off on the numbers. I, I can't even read my own chicken scratch. <laughs> anyway, I went with a band from Phoenix. Slots them, jets them. Oh. And I nice. took their second album, No Place for Disgrace.
0: Oh, nice. I forgot yep, about right these out. guys. Yeah, I haven't heard them in a yeah. long
1: time. Yeah. Share, share your thoughts on these guys. Man, you listen to their music and all their albums, I mean, the lead singer's been there from day one. He's got a great voice. He fits the band totally. For me, this is their best album, and it's a must. No place for disgrace. Songs like "Hard on You," "I Live, You Die," uh, even their version of uh, "Saturday Nights Are Right for Fighting" is, is, is pretty decent. <laughs> but this is my choice at number three. Man, lots of them, jets of and they're really good live. I seen them. I think it was right before COVID. I seen them. They opened for Amorphous and they were really good, really good.
0: Dude, I gotta, I gotta revisit these guys because I definitely remember them being on Headbangers Ball. I remember hearing some of their songs, but it's been so long since I've heard them. I've got to revisit.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely go back. And even the newest stuff, their last two albums, really good, really good stuff.
0: Awesome. Well, my number eight. Psycho tendencies, lights, camera, revolution, man. Uh, this this album is so good, and, and I, and I don't care what anybody says. I I bought some of the albums before. I, I tried to listen to some of the stuff after. There ain't one for me that 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 touches all the bases like this one. I feel like they were just in the zone. Uh, and whatever they were putting out was was appealing to me. You know what I mean? It, you know, stuff like "You Can't Bring Me Down," "Going Breakdown," uh, "Lost Again," "Lovely." I mean, there's not a bad song on this album. I listened to it. I think it was last night. I I went through it and I was just like, "Damn, this is a good album." And you know, it's such a unique band. And one thing, you know, we talked about Anthrax and Anthrax does this a lot. And I think, uh, suicidal did it on this album. It's just some funny parts. Like, we're not taking mm. ourselves too seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yep. yeah. You can't bring me down. He's talking about, you You know wouldn't know crazy if Charles Manson was eating fruit <laughs> on your front porch. Or on Send Me Your Money, he's talking about, oh, uh, you know, send your mama's dentures if they got gold in them, you know. And, dude, you just laugh, you know. It's like, I think, and then and the other thing that's really cool about Mike Murr is uh, is he's got a unique voice. He's another one. He's, yes. not, he's not like a screecher or anything like that. It's a smooth voice. Uh, yeah. Almost reminds, you you know, okay. reminds me of Ozzy okay. sometimes, you know, there's something about it almost reminds me of Ozzy a little It's just great melodies, interesting voice, funny at times It's just super unique, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the musicians, I mean, Robert Trujillo and uh, yeah. uh, Rocky George It was just, uh, it's just good stuff, man
1: I love Now, it. Mike, did you like those first two albums, the first two, which was more of the punk
0: no, no, I never connected with those, you know, I mean, okay. I feel like I always, I always liked the song that, uh, what was the one, all he, wanted, all he wanted was a Pepsi or whatever, I wouldn't say. Oh, name? yeah,
1: institutionalized, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, that song's cool, so, and, uh, but even like something like How Will I Laugh Tomorrow, that, I don't mm-hmm. really think that touches this, this that's almost mm-hmm. like the, the, the stepping stone to get to this album, but, yeah, uh, okay. I don't know, okay. I love it, man, I, I think it's so good, and I'm so glad that I jammed <laughs> on it the other night, I want to, jam on it more often because uh, yeah such a gem i
1: forgot about it you see now mike you did something that i wish i would have done i started the show by telling you i'm not for the genres and all this stuff Mm -hmm. and suicidal tendencies for me fell into that that category are are they really thrash Uh, are they a crossover should i put them on the list are people going to complain because I put them off the list? So I guess I paved and I left them off. Gotcha. But there are also some other bands like Exciter. Are they speed or are they thrash? Right. It right. is Raven. Are they thrash? Are they new wave of British heavy metal? There were some bands I, I was on the fence about. On Do I put them on the list? Do I do they fit this list? Are they totally different? And Suicidal is one of them. Because they fall into that genre of the crossover with like, groups like DRI yeah. and a few others, so right. I, I, I'm mad that I left them off the list, but I'm glad that you put them there. Yeah. My f- Go ahead. My buddy. fourth <laughs> My fourth one is another band from California. Uh, this one came out in 88, this is Forbidden with their album Forbidden Evil. Nice. It's just a must for the collection, you know. Nothing groundbreaking, of course. It's 88. What you know, they're doing what all the other thrash heads are doing. But it's just a good album. It's just a really good album, worth uh, definitely having in your collection.
0: Forbidden, like I said, I remember the name. Just don't remember much about the music. Probably never, <laughs> never had any of the albums. But yeah, man, I, I definitely want to check it out. What? Give me some. Give
1: me some reasons why I should check it out. I mean, it's it's just just straight up thrash. Forbidden Evil. I mean. This is my favorite. I know a lot of people like some of their other stuff, but this one is my favorite. It's just straight-up thrash. You'll like if you, there's Some of the groups you named on your list that you like, they'll fit in perfectly. You'll dig them.
0: Nice. All right, man. Some people... Oh, let's just put it out there. I, I do have all the big fours on my list,
1: all right? All okay. of them. Yeah. All right, That's so, cool. and, and we'll talk about it, because I'll tell you, I did do a big four list, but I just feel like they're so popular that... Whatever my essential is, everyone's gonna tell me I'm crazy. It's yep. this one. But anyway, it, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. I love it.
0: Alright, so number seven, man.
1: Before you see the light, you must die. And this is where I'm gonna put Slayer.
0: And I'm going to go with uh, South of Heaven And a lot of people might like, question that album Because, you know, I always look at it like Oh, I just, you know, I would listen to like Rain and Blood And it just, I don't know, it just didn't connect with me But uh-huh. then when I heard this one, I was like, wow And then when I was reading about this album You know, a lot of people co- consider this album to be more like a sellout You know, because what they did mm-hmm. was they became more melodic uh, Focused more on their songwriting And I'm like, ah, no shit <laughs> no, no, no kidding why I would like this album Because I'm a melody guy, you know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I come from the land of... Of, uh You know, hair model So I, I like good yeah. melodies and, and stuff like that Um I'm going to be honest They slowed
1: the pace down a little down.
0: Yeah, they definitely Which, slowed down You know uh, Never been a huge fan of, of Slayer And especially okay. as they progressed I mean, as they got more, you know With all the God hates us all stuff And mm-hmm. they, they kind of lost me with, with where they were going And I don't even know if I cared for the sound they adopted As they went on, you know what I mean? Because I feel like they you know I don't know just I just didn't connect with me between this album and seasons of the abyss uh, okay. I love it man and, and, and let's just throw out this Tom Aurea I was reading as a Catholic so you know he's not even on board with some of the messaging
1: that uh <laughs> <right>? <laughs> that's funny I didn't know he was a Catholic that
0: makes it even funnier Wow. well wow. you know the cool thing especially about this album you know, the lyrics are really good. You know, they're almost like dark poems. You, li- mm-hmm. you know, something like Mandatory Suicide, when he's just, like, talking all the lyrics mm-hmm. and everything. It's pretty unique, man. And uh, mm-hmm. another cool thing about Slayer, I mean, I'm not telling anything, people stuff that they don't already know. But just some things, a couple of my observations. The cool thing about Slayer's guitar work, they're not big chord guys. They play a lot of notes, you know what I mean? You know, when you think okay. of like that eerie minor intro to South of Heaven and a lot of the other riffs, they're big-time note guys. And the thing that makes it so heavy is Dave Lombardo, you know what I mean? Uh, he's <laughs> just railing. And, man, mm. that guy's a friggin' genius. Probably probably the best drummer uh, on this album for me, The some of the best drumming out of anything on the list. You know, I was just really listening to it, and I was like, oh, my God. This guy's nuts, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, so it's good. phenomenal drama, yeah. Yeah, and Tom Araya has got a cool voice. If I mean, is he the greatest singer? No, but it fits with the kind of music exactly. that they do, you know what I mean? And, and, it, and it's unique. It's not like anybody else. But, uh, I mean, between, you know, South of Heaven, Mandatory Suicide, um, Silent Scream, I mean, it, there's some deep yeah. stuff, interesting stuff, uh, and I love the production. You know, with Rick Rubin doing it, it's like mm-hmm. really... It's very crisp, but it's also very raw. It's not overproduced. It, it's really good. So that was a nice for me to go back and, and jam on that. It's been a long time. That was like a breath of fresh air. All right. Well, now I've rammed about it. What do you? What do you got to say?
1: No, no, <laughs> no. That's fine. Like again, I didn't put Slayer on only because I figure a lot of people know them. Yeah. My favorite Slayer album is a Torso. It's always been Hella weights but I do like Season in the Abyss. Yep. But I know most fans will tell you Rain and Blood. And for me, Rain and Blood was that album when it first came out. I was like, whoa. But for me, me personally, it didn't age well. I always go back to South of Heaven, Seasons in the Abyss, Hell Await. Even the EP and Show No Mercy, I'd rather listen to than Rain and Blood. But again, that's just me. That's just me.
0: All right, buddy. Well, what do you got next?
1: Okay, so I got next. This is a band from Canada. They uh formed in 86 their album their debut album 1987 came out in 1987. infernal majesty none shall defy got me on this one i've never even heard of these guys (laughs) this this (laughs) guys definitely have this thrash sound the singer sings But they're definitely dark and satanic and, you know, but in almost a good way, like it's not that growling. You you have to check them out. I only own the debut from them. I know they have others, but I was very impressed with the debut. And I think everyone should own this. This is really good stuff called Infernal Majesty and um, just an overall good album. None Shall Defy is the best song off this album. And that's also the name of the album.
0: Well, I always like when people come on and kind of throw some oddball stuff out there, because I'll be honest with you, I get a lot of comments from people that will say, oh, man, you guys exposed me to this band, and uh, I love it. So, you know, that's the whole point of it. You know, we've all been exposed to some different bands, you know, friends, you know, got us into it or who knows how we found it and then uh, if we could still spread that the news you know at this era of, of time it's like it's good stuff
1: no definitely it's like we did back in the day mike where i made a cassette i gave it to you <laughs> yes. you passed it on yep. someone gave me something and and word of mouth for me is still the best because you by you telling me that i know you you heard it you sat down with it you liked it and now you're recommending it so for me that's always the best so yeah, that's man. how i feel
0: all right, number six. They're not a big four, but they're a big player. Oh, I, I got practice what you preach it was tough man i didn't know the new order is a great album uh i love souls of black i mean that that's you know i feel like i feel like practice what you preach and souls of black are like kind of like brother albums you know they and i feel like uh souls of black and practice what you preach is um very structured very similar but anyways i feel like this was the first one i ever bought So I went with this one The musicianship, obviously Alex Skolnick and and all the boys on there I actually really liked uh, Greg Christian on bass I mean, he just did such cool stuff They all played Ibanez I've always played Ibanez So that was cool But for me, this is one of those ones Like we talked about Can the vocalist carry this thing And really make it what it is And dude, Chuck Billy I love Chuck Billy I love his voice And his melodies, are I I don't think there's, on this list, I think he's got the catchiest melodies. And when we talk about catchy, it doesn't need to be cheesy. It's just memorable, you know what I mean? Something that's going to make you sing or get it stuck in your head, you know? Obviously, the title track's great. Perilous Nation. Remember, like, time is coming. You know what I mean? Like, so good. Greenhouse Effect, Nightmare. Dude, I love it. And you know what? Another great thing about Testament is they're not pumping out, like, 10-minute long songs, you know what I mean? They're kind of quick, nope. quick hits, good stuff, catchy, memorable, and uh, yeah, man, but for me, the MVP, I, I mean, the guitar work and everything, the drums, everything's great in Testament, but the MVP for me is um, Chuck Billy, and you know, the only thing that kind of disappointed me as time went on, especially when they did the low album, I feel like you started to sing like, everybody else that was out you know and did like the you know the hardcore vocals
1: mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff
0: and anyway, i was gonna
1: ask you yeah. if you're a fan of that if that if you you know
0: okay i mean i think that album's good and when he busts into that kind of stuff i don't mind it but for me i always thought like he it was just more original the way he when he first came out so just just my opinion
1: so i'm gonna jump ahead since you're talking about testament i might as well stay with you testament is also on my list nice um And I went from day one when you told me what we were doing, I kept flip-flopping because I love practice what you preach. Yeah. It's like you could ask me, call me back in an hour, and I'll tell you, yeah, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I kept going back and forth, and I went with the 1988 release, the new order. That's great I too. just love that That's great oh, too, man My favorite all-time Testament song is Disciples of the Watch But yep. just <laughs> that alone <laughs> Yeah But just that alone If you're getting into thrash And you want to know a band And you want to know about Testament That's the album you should go with Yep And you Order. But you made a great choice with your pick as well So Awesome, awesome, awesome
0: Yeah, man uh, I'm glad you brought this one up Because, I mean, Trial by Fire Oh my God What a great song Into the Pit uh mm. and then the cover nobody's fall of aerosmith
1: that's excellent yes so good yes a great so Agreed. good great so i'm glad you yep. put
0: that one on there so we could mention it like i said for me uh that album practice what you preach souls of black are all great and uh yeah you know they're just very consistent band and, and i know they're doing great stuff today so i'm glad to see that they're still out there
1: definitely souls of black mike i gotta tell you is the one album i don't play as much as Mm -hmm. the others and maybe i gotta change that and force myself to put it on one day and just sit with it and see what i think
0: yeah especially the title track you know is so good with the the bass and everything Mm -hmm. but uh face in the sky there's so many great songs on there so yeah
1: seven days of may is on there if i
0: remember right awesome awesome album what did you think when they uh toned it down and they did the uh what was that one the ritual what did you, you think of that one I
1: thought it was fine, I thought it was fine You know what, um, I I try to take every album as the band's first Like I don't want to say, oh it didn't have this feel to it Or it wasn't like the previous one I just listened to it and, and I, I enjoyed it,
0: I liked it You know, I would love, I've never talked to anybody from Testament Probably have never pushed very hard to get any of them Because, <laughs> you know, like I said, the podcast doesn't necessarily focus on Thrash But I would love to know if that was their choice to do that album, The Ritual, like that, or Mm -hmm. was that a a label telling them, hey, Metallica just toned it down and and made a bunch of money, maybe you should do it. Because if you look at it, we we all know, um, between that album, The Ritual... I hear Black okay. was was to, was a toned down overkill album, and really. Well, um, don't
1: forget also Horoscope went a little more oh, doomier and and, yeah. and 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 slowed down a bit, you know. Yeah, I, oh
0: yes, I love that album. Glad you even said that album. But then uh, same thing with Anthrax. I mean, when they got John Bush, that was a, a pretty different sound than what they had yes. with something like Among the Living. So it makes you wonder, yeah. you know, where did the labels tell them to try something different, or was that just what they were feeling? So I'm not sure.
1: Or is it just a monkey see, monkey do? <laughs> Well, if they're doing it, let's do it. I yep. remember an interview one time where Don Dawkins said, "Well, what you know, we were trying to follow what the trend was, and if Motley Crue used Aquanet, well, we bought forty cases of Aquanet. Like it's just a matter. Of, well, if yeah. they didn't have success, well, let's try it and see if we could have success. Yep. So maybe that was the, the the train of thought on that one.
0: All right. So my next one. So I, I got my number five. I think I'm next. So five. I got. I had to go. Pantera, man. Uh, I know this is a big one. Uh, everybody's heard it, but I, I went with "Vulgar Display of Power." It was kind of like a toss-up between this and um, "Cowboys from Hell." I, I, those are my favorite by uh, Pantera. I don't know, man. For me, I and I hate to keep going back to vocals. I mean, I know mm-hmm. I, I sing a little bit, and I, I like. I'm a song guy, you know what I mean? So I think vocals are always, you know, like my, my my thing. But I think for this, this is one of the most in-your-face extreme vocal albums, you know a new level of and power. because his voice yeah. is just so over the top and so powerful on this album and, and I think that's kind of what makes it I mean Dimebag Daryl and, and Vinny uh, the whole, you know, racks, they're all killer. The guitar the, hmm. the guitar is amazing too. I think without the guitar you don't really have it. But uh, something about his vocals on this one—it's just, it, it's it's a uh, uh, it's next level. It's a new level, you know what I mean? But you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So it's just—it's all good, and uh, you know, this just became huge. You know what I mean? And metal pretty much changed when this album came out. A lot of people tried to imitate the style, but you know, you can't beat it. Mouth for the war, new level mm-hmm. walk. By demons be driven, you know. Even you know by something, when you think about like by demons uh, be driven, that's pretty melodic. That's that that one's almost like uh, it's almost got a Sabbath-y influence, you know. When when you look at the verses and stuff. So I don't know. It's just uh, it's just good stuff, man. Were you a Pantera guy or what?
1: I'm not a big Pantera guy, but I do own that one. And they're given credit by a lot of thrash heads as saving the metal scene in the '90s when grunge was taking over. They stayed true. Yes, they made it like a groove metal with you know yep. their hooks and all, but they're responsible for saving metal in the '90s, and that that's a great choice. And I do like that album. Yeah. Do you like the uh the stuff before Cowboys from Hell when they
0: were a little more? <laughs> I've never listened to it. I, okay. should, I should. I know they were like more like straight up metal or glam metal type stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, I never listened to any of that stuff. Maybe like Proud to Be Loud was that one of those? I think I've heard that song. Um, I just never paid much attention to that stuff. I feel like they didn't really develop their true sound until Cowboys From Hell. and now You're uh, probably
1: 100% right. And
0: I never really got into Far Beyond Driven. I don't know. I feel like I feel like they had that moment where they were really rising up and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And then I, I never, everything after this album just doesn't appeal to me. But that's just me.
1: Okay. Mike, how many albums do they have? I have four. I think I stopped after, is it the the... Great Southern Treadkill. Kill. I think that's yeah. the last one I've won yeah. so I, like I
0: think they've got, so for their main major label, you know, Atlantic albums, it's Cowboys mm-hmm. from Hell, uh, Vulgar Display of Power, Far Beyond Driven, okay. uh, Great Southern Trend Kill, and Reinventing the Steel. So there's five. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yep, so they got... How reinvent? I don't... I'll have to admit I don't own reinventing this deal. What do you think of it? Is it something I should go out and get? Dude, I don't even remember it. I don't think... I never bought
0: it. I bought... See, where they really lost me was Great Southern Trendkill. Like, I remember buying Mm. that album and not being that into it when I bought it. It was like... I think that Mm. came out in 96 or something. I, I gotta go back. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know the deal. You just lose track of albums. And sometimes... Yes. Let's face it. The way I listen to music back in 96 is different than the way i listen to it now so i might go back and check out both of those later ones and I might
1: love them i I don't i I don't really know mike you don't know how sometimes i go back and like somebody will post something or give me a band and i'm like "Hmm, have i heard of them and then i go look at my collection i'm like oh crap i have them (laughs) i have this oh i didn't even know i had this and there were a couple and there were a couple of times mike where I remember the band, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta order this." I I, I thought I had this, and I ordered, it and realized I already have it, and I have a double copy of it. So, <laughs> you're yeah. a band with a lot of CDs. You know, I like.
0: I used to have a lot back in the day, but now, like I said, it, just because of convenience, I listen to a lot of it on streaming. And I'll, I'll be honest, mm-hmm. I trash so many of my CDs. I, I'm an idiot. I never put them
1: in the cases, and they're all scratched, mm-hmm. so they skip. So uh, i okay.
0: But so a lot of my CDs
1: are trashed. But all right, dude. Just to uh, go on what you said, my only downfall is that I had so much stuff from back in the day that I wasn't smart enough to put it in storage and yeah. save it that i said oh apartment living i gotta get rid of it or yep. i sold it because you know you do things like that in the hungry days and <laughs> yep. anyway my 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 <laughs> one or is it my seventh one because i i did the testament i went with the boys from new york their 1988 release nuclear assault survives. Nope. Love this album, Rise From The Ashes, Brainwashed, F9, Fight To Be Free, everything. Even their version of Good Times, Bad Times is a pretty decent track, (laughs) you know? But I went with the boys from New York. There's a a little um, Anthrax S.O.D. connection here with Dan, and I went with Nuclear Assault Survive, a must for anyone's collection. Nice. You know, it's been a while. I remember
0: those guys. I remember seeing their posters in the record store, but... I can't remember much about them. I'm going to have to go back and revisit Nuclear Assault. I remember Yeah,
1: <laughs> de- definitely go check them out. Su- uh, survive or Handle With Care or Game Over. Any one of the three you can't go wrong with.
0: All right. So I've got my number four.
1: I'm going Overkill.
0: Years of Decay. I wondered if uh, this would come up tonight because you posted you posted uh, I hate uh, you on uh, Twitter the other night, and I was like, I mm, yeah. <laughs> wonder if, if Greg's thinking about Overkill, but you know, uh, there's two. I, I like a you know, I like a lot of their albums, but the two that mm-hmm. I really like are Years of Decay and Horoscope. And okay. I, I, I wasn't sure which one to go with because here, here's what I think. I think at the end of the day, uh, Years of Decay has better songs, but Horoscope okay. has better production. Uh, which is weird because it's the same producer. So why why does the other one sound so much better? I don't know if they were given more money. They went into a different studio. I have no idea, but it does sound way better. But anyways, for me, I don't know why Overkill never caught my radar before. You know what I mean? Like I I remember they had videos like Hello from the Gutter and all that stuff, but I never really connected with it until I saw Elimination, the video. And, you know, this is – I hate to sound like a broken record, but this is one of those ones where – it's it's Bobby Blitz, man. That's the guy that makes this band. If this guy mm-hmm. wasn't in the band, you you wouldn't have a band because he's just got that sar- sarcasm, you know, an attitude, high pitched voice, you know, cool lyrics, great melodies. And I think that's I mean, even stuff like I Hate You. It's just so you know, tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's tongue in cheek. It's,
1: it's, it's fun, you well, know. What I well, mean? It's, even if you listen, my god, let me yeah. Even if you listen to the lyrics of Elimination. If I'm if I if, let me think, let me see my right. If I'm laying, if I'm laying in this, if I'm looking at the ceiling, then I must be laying on the floor.
0: Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. Just, you all know. of it. It's it, it, right. going back to that kind of humor. You know what I mean? And I think you yeah. know where a lot of this comes from. I think a lot of it comes from David Lee Roth. If I'm being honest with you, he's one of the guys who always through, you know, comedy and sarcasm into his lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't doubt many of these guys were were fans of David Lee Roth. But anyways, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, come on, Time to Kill, uh, I Hate. And then when they do Mm -hmm. the slow-heavy stuff, like Who Tends the Fire, kind of what you're talking about when they do the doomier stuff, that works. And, dude, he can can even sing slow, slow tunes, like the Years of Decay, you know, like a power ballad. So, dude... They can do it all they're all awesome. oh yeah awesome
1: mike you go to that ep and the song the answer is about seven eight minutes long and that's as doomy as all hell which sets you up for what skull crushes chasing. uh is it chasing spiders i think i can't think of the title. that's yeah. you know what what became of that Excellent. that's awesome stuff now you said horoscope now if I remember right, that's the first album without Bobby, and it's the first album where they went dual guitarists. Yes,
0: that's the first one they did, dual guitars. Yep, they brought so in two So I guys.
1: argue with a lot of people on social media because, and you're going to laugh, I'm a big overture guy. You see, I have all their albums, yep. and I post them. That's the album I play the least, and I get a lot of knocks wow. from people who tell me I'm crazy. And I think it's because those first four albums were a little faster, and I wasn't ready for what Horoscope had to offer. Yep, yeah. So I listened to it the least. I I will go back. Don't get me wrong. I put it on every now and again, but it never touches to what I do with the others. But you gave it a high rating, so I'm going to go and give it another spin tonight. Listen to Thanks for Nothing. Okay, that's
0: a. Fast and bare bones is a great track. Bare bones, yep, yeah, yep. that's yep. a great one. Yeah, I, yep. I love that album. Horoscope, the song is is that doomy or slow stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's some fast Coma. ones. Yeah, Coma, thanks for nothing. Yeah, yeah, um, yep. I love it. I love that album. It, it was, dude, it was so tight. But uh, years of decay, just like I said, that was the one that I really got into first, so I had to go mm. with it.
1: So I sh- happened to see them. I think it was that tour, and then I seen them on the most recent before COVID, and they was Bobby was still doing, and they were bringing, and they're awesome live. If you get a chance to see them, go. You, it's an awesome show. All right, brother, what do you got next? Well, speaking of Overkill, I also have the boys from Jersey, nice. Overkill, and this one is a must. You have even if you don't want to own anything else. Or, like a buddy told me, he can't get into his voice, his voice doesn't do it. You still have to own Feel the Fire, the debut (laughs) from Overkill. There is not one bad song off of this. And their, their cover version of Sonic Reducer by the Dead Boys will kick your ass. It's just awesome. Everything. Blood and eye, and Killer Command. There's no tomorrow. I could go on for days. This is perfection. That has ten perfect track and it's a must for any thrash metal heads collection. Awesome, man. You know, I'm gonna go based on your recommendation, I'll go
0: back and, and, and listen to this one and see if I can get into the early stuff. Excellent.
1: Excellent. Excellent. I'd like All to know right. your thoughts.
0: All right, man. Well, you know, you, you didn't want to do any big four. I told you I was going to do big four. You could talk okay. about some of them with me, but I think the next three, my final ones, are all the big four. Um, okay, cool. Part of that, so I'm just going to go with three, man. to ride the lightning. I think this is my favorite album by Metallica. I feel like their first album's good, but there's a lot of that Mm -hmm. British metal influence in there. Like, I don't feel Mm -hmm, like they've mm -hmm. got their sound yet. And I feel like this is the template. Once we get to uh, Ride the Lightning, this is the template that everybody else followed. When you look at uh, Testaments, The New Order, when you look at Annihilator, Alice in Hell, you know, when you think of that intro to Fight Fire with Fire with that very, you know... Uh, classical clear guitar, and then we bust into a wicked heavy-ass song. You know, these guys, oh, yeah. let's face it, they are the innovators uh, of this style of music. Um, and, I, dude, I love James, Hat- James Hatfield's voice. You know, mm-hmm. I always go back to voices. He's got a unique voice. He's got an awesome voice. It's uh, It's got a lot of power, a lot of rasp, but also he can sing clear when he gets to stuff like Fade to Black. Um, no. And melodies. When you listen yeah. to the melodies, and, and, okay, let's just face it, all – I don't need to say this, but all the musicians are great on this album—Lars, Cliff, Kirk, and everything. But the melodies, man, like for whom the bell tolls. I know it's a song that everybody's played out with, but if you try to go back and listen to that, like pretend it's your first time, it's a freaking kick-ass song. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? With that riff, da-da-da, I could just picture like Beavis and Butthead banging their heads to so us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just—it's like that. It's just that riff. I escape
1: trapped under ice.
0: They're just in the zone yeah, are, here, man. No,
1: a great. A great. And, Mike, that's one of the reasons why I didn't pick Metallica, because you could easily say that one and be right. Yeah. And then you could say, master of puppets yes. and be right. And yep. even even though people take a lot of flack that there was no bass and justice for all, yep. and you'll be right. You yep. know, they're, so... They're killer. I mean, you'll yeah. figure
0: out, oh, I'll be honest. I was definitely opposed to the Black Album a bit when it first came okay. out. But I've come around to the Black Album. I wouldn't okay. say it's an essential thrash album, but if I look at it as like an important metal album that mm-hmm. has great songs, great production, I mean, I,
1: I put the Black Album high you know what i mean so yeah i'm with you mike i love the black album i thought it was a change of pace but not so far off the beating right. path yeah and this is why i still to this day have a hard time with the load and reload uh, no i think yeah. that would have been a better album if they could combine the best of both those albums there's a yeah. lot of stuff on those two albums that to me is just garbage but that's just me but again another reason why i left metallica off they get enough hype a lot of people know their stuff so i i I left them off this list for tonight but again ride the lightning. how can you go wrong my god let me ask
0: you this because i've i've dipped in and 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 haven't minded some of it what do you think of their new album have you listened to any of it
1: mike i gotta be honest with you and i didn't want to give up on this band i own everything up until this new one I got three tracks in, and I couldn't do it. Uh-huh. I couldn't do it. I stopped. I didn't purchase it. Now, we could have this conversation in six to eight months. Maybe I'll go back and revisit it. But right now, I have no interest in it. It's not even in my collection. Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a couple. Uh, now this is how sad the state of music is today, or, or how we digest music. There were a few songs that I kept listening to, and they were starting to click with me. I can't tell you what the names are, I don't remember. But I'm going to go back and and I'll, I'll share those with you. But I think at the end of the day, Greg, something's missing and there's no mm-hmm. way to go back. I, I don't think there's any like for us who who enjoy the Black Album or Ride the Lightning or Master of Puppets mm-hmm. or Kill 'Em All. There's something that's never going to come back. I I don't think they can ever. Not to say that you need to make the same album again, but I think mm-hmm. there's ways to tune into your past to go forward. And I just don't think. They okay. Can, I don't think they can figure it out. That's my opinion.
1: Like you said, I heard you mention David Lombardo earlier, and Oof. the guy's a phenomenal drummer. He plays for many bands. Yep. You know, like you hear these drummers and they play for two or three different bands. Mike Portnoy is another one. Yep. Their playing over the years got better. I don't know if laws got better. No. He reminds me of the guy who made all his money and then just sat back and said, "Well, I could drum half bass, and people are still gonna buy my albums by the truckload." And I think that's why Metallica never recaptured what yeah, ca- yeah reca- what they did in those first four or five albums. Yeah. that's just my take on yeah.
0: it. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, you know? I think some of it is time. Uh, like time catches up with you so as a drummer you know can you keep up with the physical aspect and then even sure, with vocals sure. james Hatfield. i mean his voice isn't bad but it ain't like it was you know what i mean and, and, that, no. and i'm not that's just that's nature I, that, that happens but yeah. it's just not it's not it doesn't have that bite that it had back in the no. day it doesn't have that <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right man what do you got next all right, my second to last one on the evening is from uh, a band that uh, came out in 85. This was a 1993 release, and it's Sacred rights Independent. Ah, uh, Sacred Reich, yes. Yep. yep. A great opening track. Everything on this album is another good one. Some people might like other albums by them, but I think this is a must, sacred right, independent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely heard them back in the day. Can't remember much about him today. Wasn't there an album cover where some guy's on, like, a, a surfboard or something?
1: Surf Nicaragua, <laughs> yeah. That was the first song I ever heard by him, <laughs> WSOU, back in the day, played him, yeah? <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. awesome,
0: man. I'll have to go back and uh, and check out some Sacred Reich. That's why I'm glad you're yeah. bringing all these bands out to, to me to expose them again
1: to me, because I'm like, man, i gotta I got to go back and revisit. Cool. Hey, I'm the, not that these are obscure gems, but that's what I like. Let's yep. go with the... The, the what people consider the B team, but I don't consider <laughs> any of these bands the B team, you know. Yep. So. All
0: right. So. Well, there's going to be no surprises for the last two, it, and probably the order could change, like we said. If you talk to me a few months down the road, I might change it. But um, night number two.
1: He's Anthrax he's he's he's
0: among the living. Antrax, among the living. And this is just and I know we've we've had this conversation. I know that you're big into stadiaphoria euphoria. I, I like that one too. But I keep going back to these ones that I got first, you know. And I, I want to say doing? this is this might be the first thrash album I ever bought because when I think about wow. it, I remember seeing Indians on uh Headbanger's Ball. Yes, and I think yes, that song yes. was about accessible enough where I'd be like, oh, this I think I could jam on this i'm gonna go buy mm-hmm, it you know mm-hmm. and i just remember being blown away in a good way obviously you know i'm like man these dudes are heavy they swear they're funny they wear shorts they're, yeah, they're in shorts <laughs> singing songs about judge dread uh, but yeah. you know it, it's just it's just great stuff you know super cool heavy riffs everybody's good in the band charlie benante uh, you mm-hmm. know scott the, the whole crew but I'm going to go back to Joey Belladonna, you know, that he's the thing that makes it interesting. And it's just, yeah, I mean, every song is good. What can I say? Caught in a Mosh, I Am mm, the Law, yeah. NFL, Skeletons in the Closet. I mean, One World. One World, there ain't a bad song on it. But uh, yeah. you know, it was weird, you know, I don't know if, if, if anybody listening can relate or maybe you do this, but every once in a while, you you know, you got to mow the lawn, you know, and, and depending how big your lawn is, you, know, you might be out, <laughs> you might be out there for a while. And a lot of times I'll just pop on an album and I'll just jam a whole album while I mow the lawn. And this was uh, probably a couple of weeks back that I did it, and I just it was just hitting me. I was just like, man, this is so good. Like, damn, this is good. It just brought me back to 1987. And, uh, wow. Yeah, man. I, 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 I
1: really love this album. So speaking of anthrax, you know how I feel about my local bands. I, I stick up for them. I promote them, you know, even though they don't need me. I do like State of Euphoria. I always said on, on on social media that that album was a lot better than giving credit for, and I yep. think I convinced a few people to go back, and they're starting to agree with me. Among the Living, like Raining Blood, it was easy to say. Most people would say, oh, yeah, that, that's their best work. For me, it's always going to be spreading the disease. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. That's my favorite anthrax. Now, nothing wrong with Among the Living, Mike, but maybe because i played it into the ground when it first came out i can't listen to it as much as i did and for me it doesn't hold up like spreading the disease does yeah but it's still a great one i'm not saying it's not believe me it's a must for any collection but for me spreading the disease all
0: right buddy what's your what's your last
1: pick my last one will end with the boys from jersey another jersey band this one came out in '86. Uh, a- it's Whiplash, Power, and Pain. I don't remember these guys. How
0: many albums do they do? They do. They have a few albums, or what?
1: I think Whiplash has. This is a double album, and but I believe they have three. But I could be wrong, Mike. I could be wrong.
0: Awesome. What's uh, give some comparisons? What are the what what kind of who can they who do they compare to?
1: Uh, I would compare them to nuclear assault. I would compare them to a forbidden, even a flotsam and jetsam type. Okay. So awesome. All right, man. Well, I got a lot of homework to
0: do. I got to catch up on Whiplash for sure.
1: <laughs> Wait till you hit my honorable mentions if we get it oh, around oh, to those. Oh, we
0: will. We will. All right. So this is the only remaining band from the Big Four that we haven't talked about. I don't know if all their albums are essential metal listening, but for me, Megadeth. Rusted mm. Peace, man, Rusted Peace. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this is this is the gold standard for, for me. You know, for, for thrash, for metal, for Megadeth i had the albums before this i had peace out and i had so far so good so what thought they were decent you know whatever but something about this album you know it could be the lineup you've got you know nick menza sick david elson is still there marty friedman Mm -hmm. Uh, so you've Mm -hmm. got some killer musicians but as we've talked about the musicians are only going to be as good as the songs and I think Dave is in the zone here. His voice yes. is perfect for the material that he's doing. His creativity is just off the charts. You know, when you listen to something like Holy Wars, The Punishment you Yeah,
1: ahead of its time.
0: Head of its time. He's, he's morphing, like, two songs together, puts that Middle Eastern guitar stuff. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. come on.
1: Agree, agree. It, it's agree. unreal.
0: And then, you know, and I think if you look back at this album, some, and, and this is one thing we didn't talk a ton about. We mentioned it a little bit with Anthrax, but... You got to look at something as the total package. You know, think of it. Sounds great. We've got great songs, great melodies. We've got amazing playing. The band looks cool, and they mm-hmm. got a kick-ass album cover. And they took the album cover and they made some great videos, like like at Hangar Eighteen. You know what I mean? So, Megadeth, mm-hmm. I think their career just. Uh, It all came together for me and for a lot of people. This is their biggest album. So it ain't like it's just me saying, you know, this was their shiny moment. Like it really it was their shiny moment. You know what I mean? You know, Take No Prisoners, Tornado of Souls, Dawn Patrol,
1: Lucretia. Lucretia.
0: Yeah, I mean there ain't a bad song on it.
1: That's their masterpiece. I'm not gonna argue with you. That's their masterpiece. But for me, yeah. I always loved, because it was the first thing, and it, 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 it's true, like you said, it's where you got into them, yep. and I got into them from day one, yep. and Killing Is, is My Business is so raw, and yes. so excellent for yep. me, I even like their version, I always talked to another buddy on social media, and I said, These Boots is the Oops. best cover they ever <laughs> did, because they really don't do covers good, they botch them, I love this version of yep. These Boots, but Killing Is My Business is my favorite Megadeth album, but... I'm not going to tell you differently. Rust and Peace is their masterpiece. That yeah. I'll agree with you on. No, that. K-
0: Kill- Killing is my business is great. Like I said, they got mm-hmm. a lot of good albums. Even the ones that follow this, oh, yes, a few of them aren't bad. You know, I mean, a Symphony or not Symphony, Countdown to Extinction yep. is a yep. great album. It, it's almost once again, it's like that Black album tone down yes, vibe. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Great album. And I always like euthanasia. I think they even went even more poppy with euthanasia. Euthanasia, like but I think one, the musicianship is, is just it's just so intense on Rusted mm-hmm. in Peace. So yeah, I love it. I got it number I one.
1: agree. I agree. Some bands I left off this list was like Mortal Sin and Local Boys, Hades and Slaughterhouse, Toxic Holocaust. But just to, not to get dive in, I'll just tell you my honorable yeah, mentions me quick. And that was Violence. Creator, Mm -hmm. Rigor Mortis, Metal Church, and I have to give a shout-out to my buddy's band, Hostel Rage. These guys opened (laughs) up for Overkill at Ramapo College back in the 80s. That album is phenomenal. I wish more people would give it a shot and listen to it, and hopefully we're going to get new stuff from the boys in Hostel Rage soon, but they're one of my honorable mentions. (laughs) I don't have much for honorable mentions. The only band...
0: That I wanted to squeeze in, but I, I I couldn't really, with good conscience, say it was essential. Thrash was uh, was some of the Celtic Frost ones. It, 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 I'm probably thinking like Vanity Nemesis is probably okay. your you know typical for, for because Celtic Frost is a weird band. You know what I mean? They do a lot of different forms of metal. It's avant-garde metal or black metal, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it. Uh, but I think they were going pretty much straight-up thrash for Vanity Nemesis. They obviously did the glam thrash thing with Cold Lake, which... which
1: Mike, I, I love, love that album. I hate to interrupt you. I <laughs> love <right>. that album.
0: <laughs> I, oh do my I do, too. You know, like I said, it's just hard to rationalize cold lake is essential thrash but i do mm-hmm. love that album and i thought vanity Nemesis was really cool too but uh
1: yeah i don't own that one so maybe i'll have to go back and, and check it out oh you, yeah, yeah
0: you, you'd love it man he, okay he, yeah it, there's some um there's some cool covers on there too he does a cover of uh, heroes by david bowie he does a cover wow. of this island earth and I, I, wanna, I don't remember who sings that, but that's a really cool song. Yeah, I've, honestly, it's just a step up uh, from uh, a little heavier and better production than Cold Lake. But if you like Cold Lake, you'd love Van De Nemesis. Yeah, I do. I, I,
1: sometimes I like when a, a band pulls something out of left field. So I enjoyed that one. I awesome. enjoyed that one.
0: Well, this was a great one, man. I'm so like I said, I've been wanting to talk about thrash albums, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest. I definitely never dug as deep into it as you have, but uh, I uh, I went through a pretty big thrash phase in my early days. You know, especially even as a, a musician, as a bass player, because mm-hmm. like we talked about. The bass playing on Rust in Peace, Alice in Hell, all that stuff mm-hmm. was just awesome. You know what I mean? And, yep. Uh, yep. Just, just yep. as important as the guitars, I think. The bass was really out there. Because when you think about Hair Model... The bass was always buried in the back, you know, like looking mm-hmm. at something, or even, or it never didn't do much. The, you know, when you look at, listen to, like, Lick It Up or Unskinny Bop, the bass was, mm-hmm. boom, 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 you know. So these guys, uh, when the thrash bands came out, it was just a, a breath of fresh air. The bass is all over the place, the drums are all over the place, and uh, it's just, it was just killer stuff for a, whether you were a musician or you weren't. So yeah, good era, man, good times.
1: Definitely, definitely. We grew up in the golden age, Mike, so it was great. You
0: know? <laughs> we really did. We really did, you know. Did, and, you know? And the crazy thing was, is you didn't realize it at the time. You know what I mean? You just, yeah. you're just living. Yeah. And you just, you just think this is the norm. This is going to last forever. And yeah. uh, you know, then you get to the '90s, and, and everybody's telling you all the stuff that you liked is garbage, and and you should mm-hmm. listen to, uh, you know, uh, Candlebox or whatever. I was on STP, <laughs> and uh, but now in retrospect. Yeah, we, we grew up in a really cool era. Got it. Wow, we definitely you know, did. Yeah, yep. I mean, the whole MTV thing. You know, you, you just you take it. You took it for granted at the time, but I mean, it was so innovative. You know, videos that told stories about songs, yeah. or at least showed you what the stage show was gonna look. Whatever it was, man. Mm-hmm. It, it what the current look was that you should mm-hmm. be trying to uh, imitate. You know, it was just it was awesome. It was good times.
1: I feel like every episode you have me on, I repeat this, but we got MTV on the ground floor. And it was such in its infancy stage that on Saturday nights, you used to get metal concerts. Iron Maiden, I saw. I saw 30-minute Iron Maiden with Paul Deano, rat, before um, Out of the Cellar came out. Europe, and I remember Europe catching a bad rap because they started this show with Final Countdown and ended it with Final <laughs> Countdown. And, uh, yeah, like when MTV first started, like you used to get those concerts on Saturday night. And they were so new that... Video killed the radio star, and Abracadabra, Abracadabra was on like every hour. You yeah. knew when those were coming on. But they also introduced the bands like, I know it's not metal and it's far from what we like, but the Romantics yep. and the Motels and those weird David Bowie videos. But yeah, man, we grew <laughs> up at. Oh man, wow, what a time! Another what a crazy time. thing that you know you got to think back to is, especially
0: uh, like as Headbangers Ball developed. Especially like when you got to like the early nineties. I mean, Ricky Rackman was going to all these uh, concerts and he's, and you're getting live clips of the shows yep. he's going backstage i mean he went to everything metallica yeah. Megadeth, pantera white yep. zombie you know what i mean it, it was just you got a, you got kind of an inside view of the metal world uh, whether it be interviews a lot of those guys hosted headbangers ball it dude it was it was intense it was good stuff
1: he was he was one of us the three previous uh hosts were not one of us right. like so they just you know adam curry looked weird even though he had the hair he looked weird sitting with the mc on it didn't fit yeah. him but ricky was one of us he spoke all language yeah. so that's where the show really started to pick up and yeah. take off and get its fan base going so
0: 100 percent, brother well hey it was great reminiscent thanks for your insight for bringing up some bands that i kind of forgot about or and some i've never heard of <laughs> and these aren't even <laughs> your most rare bands either <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway right. thank you for having me on always a pleasure chatting with you always great talking with you man I'll... all right bro let me know thank you brother be good see you see ya thanks
0: well that was great chatting with Greg, reminiscing about those
1: hardcore, awesome, kick-ass thrash albums. Raka!